0: Well, welcome everybody to Marketing Management Money. Here with Ethan Miliori, Ryan Murray. So, I want to talk today about uh, hiring interns, uh, offering internships within your company, uh, your business. Um, I'm gonna restart and actually get that a little closer. Well, welcome everybody to Marketing Management Money. I'm your host, Ryan Murray, here with Eth Miliori. So, I want to talk today about uh, interns and internships in your company. And uh, now, by no means uh, am I an expert. I doubt that you no, are I an ain't. expert. <laughs> <laughs> However, we've both uh, had several interns that we've worked with in different capacities. Uh, some I've been the direct supervisor, you know, like I have overseen that internship program. Um, I mean, I've done some interns myself going through college and, uh, and then some I've just had the privilege of like seeing with businesses that I've worked with. And I think it's, it's an interesting enough topic that it's worth, worth talking about. But I, I want to put a clarification out there before we jump into this topic. And that is that, there are millions of interns out there. Every single one of those experiences is going to be different. So it's impossible for us to say, this is how to do an internship correctly. This is how, you know, what to avoid. Now there is some of those uh, things that we can point out, you know, some do's and don'ts from our experience. But I think, and going back to the episode that we just did, uh, kind of on There are no absolutes in business. Uh, Great episode. So if you didn't catch that, it was just the last episode that we did. uh, And we talked about how just because something works for one business doesn't guarantee that it will work for all businesses. So you got to have, you know, some flexibility. There's going to be some fluctuation in your business. But uh, with that, I, I, I just think there's enough businesses out there that are looking at interns. Maybe you've done an internship that you've offered uh, for your business. Maybe this is something new that, that, you know, you're looking at exploring. And if that's the case, that, that's what we're going to dive into is just, you know, some different, different experiences that we've had, uh, some things that maybe we've picked up along the way.
1: Well, and my, my experience with interns is that why there's some unpredictability about it is because you're dealing with humans. Okay. Just like an employee you're dealing with a human. And so uh, we can structure some things, which is what we'll talk a little bit about, but you got to keep in mind that you're still dealing with humans and you never know what you're going to get sometimes because of how they think, how they react, because they're raising, you know, their backgrounds or ethnicity, ethnicity, I uh, <laughs> didn't even get that word out. <laughs> ethnicity. <laughs> Should have had more water before we started. Huh? <laughs> so, uh, that, that's, that piece right there, you have to just remember that. Um, that because if you forget that piece and you think you're just gonna hire a robot, because a lot of people kind of think I'm just gonna hire a person, plug and play him into this one, and it doesn't work. But
0: I I'm agreeing with you. However, I'm gonna add a layer of complexity that I think is separate from when you have employees. So first off Interns to me are a little bit more of a wild card because you've got, you know, typically they're going to school, college level. Uh, I mean, there are other forms of internships, but uh, most often it's college level. And, you know, you've got variability like they don't necessarily know that this is the field they want to be in. You might have someone that they're exploring, you know, accounting for the first time, and maybe they have zero talent in it, zero experience in it. Uh, There's a big disconnect between book learning and real-world learning. That's one of the reasons why internships are such such an opportunity for the college student is because they're trying to get that real-world experience, and so with an employee... Most of the time, you know, I'm going to see a resume, I'm going to hire someone who has some accounting experience or who knows how to do some marketing or, you know, like they've got a little bit of the background of what I'm looking for. Uh, and and I guess I'm looking at this from a business perspective. I need to look at this from a broader perspective because maybe you're going to hire an intern that uh, you know they're going to do some app development for you, or you're going to hire an intern that uh, they might even do some you know some aesthetics for your your storefront. They're going to come in and and help you you know redesign your storefront. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily have to be. Uh, you know, business related. It can be in other, other fields that support small businesses. Interns
1: do like to know that there's a pathway into a career. They don't versus I'm just here for a summer intern. A lot of them are excited if there is an opportunity that it builds into something else. So keep that in mind that a lot of times we, people want to just hire something to get them by for a short period of time. That's fine. But, you still like, you always feel like I have a void or I'm always looking for that John or Sally that was just so amazing. Right. And Mm -hmm. I never find them again. Well, a lot of times it's because you don't have a clear pathway for them to progress through the business.
0: Well, and, and I think, and I, I definitely want to talk about that pathway and kind of the seasonality. You know, a lot of internships are set up on an annual basis or a semester basis. Yes. Uh, you know that they're going to be leaving, uh, whereas with an employee, you hope that they would stay. I mean, if, you, if your employees were only there for six months or nine months or 12 months, uh, that's really hard to manage, but on an intern, but, uh, it's a little even, bit different so here,
1: here. Let me share that. Cause you're talking about this one and I, and I don't know, I mean, I'm, we're going to be all over the board. Okay. So you take it wherever you okay. want to go. So we, you know, we, we do work with interns and companies all the time. Mm. And I find it's just blows my mind that, uh, this one organization, uh, it's more of a professional intern. So it's not, the assembly line type stuff. It's, you know, we need highly skilled people who can work on the backside of the engineering type stuff. And it's kind of frustrating because we send interns there all the time.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But when those interns, because they're just getting a piece of their education that they really need and they have to go on somewhere else to get the remainder, uh, arguably, you know, that, that graduate level, because we don't, we don't do it at that level. But I, I always kind of shake my head because when they move on, because of the nature of the work, that employee could do remote work. Yeah. The company refuses to do that. Yeah. But yet then they hope that those interns after they finish their education come back. But you've just kind of created now a couple year gap where now they've probably picked up other internships at some other school as they're finishing their schooling the odds are them coming back are very slim when I'm just like, if you have an internship that is more desk related, computer related, you want to make sure that, uh, if you have the opportunity to still do remote work, why wouldn't you do that to keep their foot in your door so you know that they're going to come back?
0: And, and and this, so honestly, in my mind, I was going to kind of save this for the end of the episode, kind of a, a takeaway from it. But since we're already talking about it, to me, this is one of the key takeaways for any business, you know, manager, uh, business owner. If you're going to do an internship, if you're going to hire interns, You should have a pathway already laid out before you ever go and talk to the university. You should know, is this internship, does it have a foot in the door for your company? And it doesn't have to, but you should be clear up front if it does or doesn't. Um, You should also know what does that foot in the door look like? is it, you know, do they have to work their way ground up into a bigger position or are they going to fast track it because they've got, you know, maybe an advanced degree that other people right. in the company don't have. And and then you should know, like are you going to offer remote work? Are you looking for someone who wants to get into this field or are you just trying to fill a little void for a time yeah. being? And all of these things I see far too few business owners that think through the internship. They usually just kind of start talking to, you know, a university advisor.
1: And you're absolutely right. And a key thing that organizations can do is because there are, from a federal designation, there's a lot of apprenticeships. Okay. And sometimes we confuse apprenticeships with internships. They're they're different. Mm. Um, But with that, with those federal apprenticeships, what's really nice is they're very structured. They say you have to do A, B, C, D Mm -hmm. in order to meet the qualifications for that apprenticeship so that they they get that designation when they're done from an apprentice to a journeyman generally is the terminology. But when it comes to internships, though, that model or thinking that, hey, that structure that they create for an apprenticeship is a lot of times a really good model to follow for internships because it lays out some criteria of things we want to accomplish, tasks we need to do. Skill sets they need to acquire, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And now, just as you're talking about laying that out from the beginning, you've done that, and there's no question about it. Coming into it, you know whether they're progressing the way they should. Uh, you you know whether or not you want to find ways to retain them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because you, it's laid out and it's real clear, and it it sets good expectations for those employees. Of these are the things you're going to learn while you're working with us, not
0: just you're here to fill a gap. You know, we, we want you to be contributing in these ways. And and I think, so two thoughts came to mind when you were talking about that in this, you know, this little package of internships right here, because there's, there's a lot to unpackage in in talking about this. But the, uh, the first thought that I had was, just because you have a plan, you need to share some of that plan with the intern. Yeah. You don't have to share all of that. If you're testing the waters with them, you know, Know in your mind whether this could lead to something, but you don't have to tell them that, oh, yeah, you know, this will be your foot in the door and we're going to, you know, we're going to fast track you. You can just tell them, okay, we're going to try this for a semester and we're going to see, you know, see how it works. And, uh, you know, and then in your mind, you know what the options are depending on how well that, you know, that intern performs. Um, The other thought that, that came, and maybe this shifts gears a little bit, is, um, you know, when, when business owners are structuring internships, a lot of times they get a little bit too rigid, and they're just like, oh, well, I have to come up with, you know, a learning criteria for this yeah. person, and, you know, I've got all this responsibility. No, you just have to give them an environment where mm-hmm. they can test some skills and learn some skills. Like, you need to stretch an intern. Don't put them... You know, somewhere where it's just real entry level basic work that doesn't you know advance their skill set, um, well,
1: and, and that's that's a classic example though because if, if I if I bring in a student as a graphic designer to work on some website stuff for me, right, mm-hmm. and I bring them on and they and then I have them out on an assembly line, they're not going to stay, right, right. So that point that you bring up is just dead on that when I bring in someone, I want
0: to bring them in in that field of study that they're in. Well, and I even want to get more specific here and we'll stick with the graphic design example because I think it works really well. If I bring in someone who, like, they're going to school for graphic design, they've got some ambition. Because there's a lot of people who, you know, they're pretty talented at at doing sketches and things like that. But to dedicate four years of my life to really honing in my skill set. And if I bring them in and all I want them to do is Facebook posts. (laughs) They're going to get bored real fast. They're going to get bored. And even though that's graphic <laughs> design, I was like, well, yeah. I'm like, well, you could go on Canva and, do you know, that. produce a Facebook <laughs> post. Like, And there's nothing wrong with having them do that. But you need to just give them opportunities. And a lot of times when I'm working with an intern, I'll give them something that I don't even necessarily need done, but I'm kind of curious about. Like I might say, hey, redesign our logo. And, yeah. and maybe I have no intention of actually updating my logo, but by giving them something a little bit more creative to do, uh, and I can keep those files on record and I can say, hey, you know, here's yeah. something. We never implemented it, but we had an intern. We used them, you know. And you can also test their skill set, you know, kind of test the metal, right. see their breaking point, because maybe they're limited to Canva design on Facebook. <laughs>
1: And another, just even just recently, uh, another foopah I find with internships is someone saying, uh, hey, I need an intern. I'm like, okay, great. What are you paying? Oh, I have to pay them? Yeah. Uh, Sorry, college students (laughs) are starving and they need to eat too. Yeah. So I just have never been able to uh, have an intern who was willing to work
0: for free for very long at all. I I would agree with that. Uh, I think I
1: don't think you need to pay them current market rates for those positions because they are that's part of that reason of why you have them is to get that
0: experience. But also, don't look at minimum wage. I agree there. You know, because most internships are professional or semi professional positions, and if you're doing a minimum wage uh, and thinking yeah. that that's going to make sense. You're not gonna attract talent, you know, and
1: Well, and in, in my fear with when people wanna pay a lower wage than they can go out and find anywhere else in the marketplaces is that they still might do the internship, but in the back of their mind, they're always gonna remember that they got paid less. Their fear coming back is they're gonna get paid less.
0: Well, and if you have any desire for retention. They're looking at this, you know, they're like, yeah. "Oh, hey, they were generous on the internship, so this is the type of company that I can have a future with." But if they're thinking, uh yeah, they were pretty stingy on the internship. Uh, I I know that, you know, the owner talks a big game, yeah. but I don't think that they'll, well, you know, pay
1: up. Case in point, just having a discussion the other day with uh, some industry partners and I found it super <laughs> of ironic and funny and frustrating at the same time that they're like yeah our problem right now is that people will bounce for 50 cents they'll go to the competitor for 50 cents more i'm like yeah that what does that tell you about that generation that that at that younger age group they're more concerned about the dollar than about life in some cases the lifestyle or the benefits because they're healthy and other things but that extra fifty cents in their pocket means the truck payment or the car payment that they want, and, and
0: and this is weird and goes way beyond the scope of this episode. But I think that we heard so much about millennials and the millennial generation that we forget that millennials they're they've oh, come yeah. and gone. That's and right. We're on to what, what is it, Gen Z, Z or Gen Alpha? That's Gen Z. Um, and 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 so. If you're still treating Gen Z like a millennial, because in your mind, you're like, well, anyone younger than me is a millennial. I'm like, no, there are some clear things Mm -hmm. that happened uh, that changed the mentality of what, you know, the new workforce is looking for. And so when you're dealing with interns, you're getting into Gen Z.
1: And actually, you bring up a great point because... A lot of times, so the way that baby boomers, which there's still about 20% of the workforce are baby boomers, and a lot of them are in management positions. Sure. Okay, so if you're listening to this and you're a baby boomer, you need to understand that how you view the world is so foreign to a Gen Z. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> and and if you're a Gen Z, you need to understand that the baby boomers are going to treat you different than how you're... Generation treats each other. They just are different. So if you're going to do internships, you need to understand the generation or the age you're looking at and what those nuances are so that you uh, know h- maybe how you best deal with them or or things you need to put in place to, to manage well, it. Uh, <laughs> like millennials love – millennials are the first one who kind of grew up with an online Yeah. Very, they love social media. Driven by social media, it is what they do. But Gen Z is not so much, yeah, right? Gen Z is because we've kind of been preaching. They've heard that social media causes depression. Social media is not truthful. Social media, so they've learned to manage the social media to where they don't. They're on there posting everything in their life, right? I'm oh, I'm sad today because my ice cream fell out of my cup, right? Okay, they just, that's what millennials do. But Gen Z is like, why would I post that, right? That it's not, they're not driven by social media anymore. They don't have to have their phone in their hand where it's more common to find the millennials with their phone in their hand. They just love it.
0: And it's interesting. So if you're putting a post out there for a job, then you're going to get a broader spectrum of generation applying for that job because they're looking at the right. you know the skill set, the pay, uh, different things. But if you're looking at an internship, it narrows, you know, that considerably. Yes, and and so you're dealing primarily with a younger generation. Now that's not to say there are people who are doing internships as they're older, but I find that. If someone's older and going back to college, most of the time they're already in a career, they're trying to enhance their career and they're going to build an internship in their existing position. And so it's a totally different internship as opposed to you going out working with the university, bringing yeah. in, you know, young college students. And so yeah, you do need to understand these generational differences more for internships than you do for employees. Just because of the pool that you're you know that you're mm-hmm. dealing with.
1: yeah um, Another thing that I think is important to realize with when it comes to internships is that as you engage with those individuals, um, if you have a good partnership with the university, the university can become a huge, or, or college, or junior college, or tech school. I, sure. I'm going to just categorize them into that university, so don't read too much into that. But, right. Um, because most of those higher ed institutions will work with you with internships. But there's opportunities where some of those uh, universities will cover insurance, Um will allow them to get workplace education credits so they can get elective credits while they're doing it. So if you do it right and you form the right partnership with that university, there's some benefits that come from having that tie to that university that makes it more advantageous for you and that intern as you go through that skill-building experience for them.
0: Yeah, Uh, and that goes back to what we were talking about earlier is the planning piece. Do some homework on the front end. Uh, it'll make a much better experience for you and the intern as you go through the process. You know, talk with the university well in advance. Find out what they offer. And it's different, you know. Certain universities yeah. have specialties and, you know, different uh, pools, different levels of competition. Who are you competing against? Right. Um, you know. in, in most cases... They're able to provide three, four,
1: five names that you can actually interview to see, hey, who's the better fit? Because if their skill set's the same, then I want someone who's going to fit with us, our culture and other things so that it's
0: not so conflictual. And with that, this is what's interesting. If you want a bigger pool, you got to decide, are you willing to accept remote? Because many universities have multiple locations And so you can work with, you know, your neighborhood university, but you can also work with remote universities. And if you have an option for a remote internship program, are you willing to accept that? Does that make sense for you? I personally think they're a little bit more challenging to manage. And so they need to be more clear and more structured. If I have someone who's an intern and I'm like, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do with you, but go ahead and job shadow for the first week and then we'll kind of position you. I can do that if they're in person. I can't really have them job shadow if it's remote. And so, you know, if, if I've got a good task-based type position, you know, we're talking about that graphic design. I can do graphic design remote, you know. I don't have to have that person sitting next to me Uh, And and so, you know, that's another consideration that I think is really pertinent in today's markets.
1: I also like to encourage, and whether that's interns inside of my office or inside of, you know, one of our local organizations, that if you have an intern, remember, the schooling should be their priority. And because of that, you should continue to encourage them to invest in their education. Yeah. Okay, not just, I'm here because I want you to be done. No. I want to you to understand that education is important to me. So you understand that uh, I want you to continue in that. We, you know, we have uh, students all the time that gets uh, on a two-year degree. Uh, there's actually certifications that they can get a year into it, and then they can bail into industry yeah. because they have enough skill set. The industry will take them. But it's also interesting that if they'll stay in school while doing an internship or an apprenticeship. Uh, for that additional year, it's the difference in five, six dollars a uh, an hour in pay just because of that additional education. Sure, yeah. And employers, and a lot of times, want that additional education, or you should want that additional education because if you want to build a leadership team, you need to have them versed in other skill sets that come from that additional education that you usually don't get from. Uh, workplace experience. And, and so let me, I'm going to chase the squirrel for just a minute because okay. I see this all the time.
0: <laughs> I said, and, we can go wherever we want on this um, one.
1: So experience is great. Education is great. But if someone is dominantly experienced, there's principles that are taught from an educational side that you can't get through experience. Correct. And vice versa. There's things from the experience side that you can't get from the theory.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, the
1: theory in the lab is kind of a good way to look at it. Yeah. So you really need both of those if you want a powerhouse of employees. You got to have both of those together. If you get too lopsided, then your business is going to struggle. Okay? No. So that's that's why it's important to keep them in school to build those leadership skills. Because now they're getting that balance that makes them a powerhouse.
0: And okay, I'm gonna chase a squirrel. It has nothing to do with internships, but because you brought it up, I think this is super important. And we've done a whole episode on training your employees. And so if you want to get into that episode, check that out. But the concept that I want to hit on right now is you mentioned that there are certain things you cannot learn from just experience. If you only work in your business, you are limited to the experiences of your business. It's very hard to get Correct. an outside perspective. But all, like often, we'll have amazing employees that they just don't have outside experience. I would say as an owner, as a manager, you need to be giving them educational opportunities. If they're that good of an employee, invest in them send them to a conference. You know They'll appreciate it. They'll look at it as a perk and say, oh, hey, this is really cool. In fact, I've seen a lot of employees that will accept opportunities like education, travel, uh, networking type opportunities as an offset to compensation. And so if I'm a small business and it's really hard for me to attract Top talent because I'm competing against, you know, Fortune 500 companies that they can pay significantly more. Then one of the things that I should be looking at is, well, can I develop the person? Because a lot of those Fortune 500, they're going to plug you in a role and you either sink or swim because they got a big long line of applicants that will replace you. Right. And, and so if I can foster this person's skill set uh, and help them, you know, grow and develop then they'll take that as you know part of the compensation package and be grateful for it.
1: Yeah. Another uh, factor I think is important to keep in mind is that uh, an intern needs to be treated as an employee. We too often, oh, it's an intern. Uh, well, in the movies- <laughs> Go get the coffee. <laughs> yes, exactly, right? <laughs> but I find that the more you treat that intern like an employee- the more productive they are, the more likely they want to come back after their schooling's done, et cetera, et cetera, because they had a really good experience um, that uh, they felt appreciated while they were there, even though they were
0: in a peon job, yeah, as you, uh, for lack of better words, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I want to go into story time if we can, mm, okay? Because <laughs> I I have a funny intern story. So. <clears throat> The way that I got into small business consulting is I actually worked, well, so I got my degree in entrepreneurship. I got an MBA in entrepreneurship and that kind of opened the door for me to really start working with some small businesses. Okay, two stories here. Mm -hmm. Story number one is as part of my MBA program, they told me that an internship was required. Oh, really? Yeah, and I'm like, for them. I'm going into entrepreneurship. How would I do an <laughs> intern? Like, do you want me to start a business? Because I don't have the time while I'm going to school to start a business. And there were no internships that made any sense. And so I actually started just making my own internships. And what I did, and this is what kind of got me into small business consulting, is I went and found small businesses. And I just said, hey, I'm a college student. I need some experience. Could I help you out? And a lot of small businesses are strapped for help right. and they're just like, yes, this is great. Some of sometimes it paid, sometimes it didn't. The funniest one was uh there was this guy that I ran into and he had a really cool concept and I'm going to keep uh, the specifics off because right. uh, I don't, I don't want to, I'm not sure if he's still working on that concept. This is a number of years ago, yeah, but don't find out the hard way. Yeah. So anyway uh, he had a really cool concept, but he just didn't have a, a support team around him. And so I, you know, I said to him like, Hey, you know, uh, I'm looking for an internship. You look like you need some help. Can we put something together? And he's like, "This would be fabulous." So I start working for him. He paid me twelve bucks an hour. i was like, "Which, as a college student, I was I was very grateful for that twelve bucks and that that made my wife a lot happier to have me gone." <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's like, "At least you're getting something for it." So anyway, after like a month of working for him, uh, he started calling me the CEO. <laughs> I'm like. Hold up. Okay, you know, I I'm flattered that you think I'm doing a good job, but I'm not your CEO. I'm an intern trying to gain some experience here, you know. So, but th- th- this is uh, so after college, uh, I ended up actually working for um, Utah State University as a business consultant. They hired me on to oversee their small business program. And when I was there, when I first started out, I—I uh, I don't remember if I went to the administration or they came to me. But anyway, it was decided that an internship within this would be great. And so I—I uh, I put out a notice that you know I, I was you know doing an internship program. It was a paid program. And I actually got four applicants and I looked at them and they were all great. I was all, you know, I was excited about all four of them. And so I went to the, uh, the Dean who oversaw the program and I said, Hey, I've got four applicants. We need to narrow it down. And he's like, I've got enough budget. Let's just hire all four of them. Wow. Are, Are you for real? And he's like, yeah, they're all, they're all students here. We're trying to provide quality internship opportunities and so, uh, so he said, "Yeah, let's let's do." It. So I ended up with four interns, and I'm like, "What am I gonna do?" And it turned out to be an amazing experience. Uh, I still actually keep in contact uh, with most of them. Yeah, uh, and and so they all went on to have really cool cool jobs. Um, I actually, one of them, I, I advise with him on this podcast. And so I'll ask him, I'll be like, okay, Hey, what do you think of you know, the podcast episodes? And, uh, and so I advise with him still, it was an amazing experience. Right. And so we go to do it again. We go to replicate it. This goes back to that whole absolutes, right? right? right. If we go to replicate it. And coincidentally, I had four people for the following, uh, you know, it was a year that we did it. We did two semesters worth, right? And so for the following two semesters, I had four people that applied. And I'm like, worked last time, let's hire all four. I ended up firing (laughs) three of the four The the one who stuck around, uh, I did uh, I did train her to be my replacement. She actually took over that office when uh, when I okay. went on to another another position, and uh, and so she turned out to be great. But the uh, the other three, I ended up firing, oh. and 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 so this this is this is one of the points that I want to make with this story. Other than it's kind of a funny story in my mind, you can fire interns. People think yeah. they're stuck with them. Mm-hmm. And you'll get bad interns, especially if you do it for a while. Interns are a wild card. They tend to be really good or really bad. There's not a lot of middle ground um, cause I find the ones that are good, they're committed to their, their education. They're really trying to do something. And so they're, they're go-getters, they're ambitious, they're smart. And the ones that are bad are the ones that are like forced into an internship program or still, you know, they're going in, you know, their degree is business, but they decide they want to go into sports medicine. And so they right. hate what they're doing, right. you know? So anyway, yeah, I, I fired, Three of the four, and I remember going and talking to the dean and saying, hey, um, yeah, we've got a problem, and he's like, well, then fire him. I can do that, because <laughs> I didn't think I could. He's like, if they're not working out, for, if they are not doing the job they're supposed to be doing, and I mean, I had some pretty tangible stuff. It was, you know, like failing to show up, uh, <laughs> you know, like saying inappropriate things to clients. There was some pretty tangible stuff. It wasn't like, oh, I just don't like this person. It's like, yeah, I haven't seen them for two weeks, so I don't even know if they're going to school anymore. Right. Yeah. But that—that you bring up some good
1: points in those stories, and, and that is is that uh, I think students, as interns, they need some structure, meaning here, here's the hours we want you to work, but it needs to be flexible enough that it can work around their school schedule. You know, I can't say, hey, I need you from 8 to 4. Well, wait a minute. I have a class that's from 10 to 2. It doesn't work very well. Um, But also, you know, when you you talk about, um, I forgot my thought. Sorry.
0: I'm sure it was amazing, but I I do want to hit on that flexibility and going back to something. You mentioned it, but I don't feel... Well, there was one point that I wanted to bring up, and that is understanding that their education does come first. Um, That is one of the mistakes that I've seen with business owners when they're like, well, I hired you, so you're supposed to come work for me. It's like, no you need to recognize that there's a difference between an employee and an intern, um, that, you know, education does come first. And so, yeah, finals week, they might not be there at all. That's right. Even though, you know, that's the, the work schedule that they said they could do, or, um, you know, so yeah, you, you do have to be really flexible. And if you're not in a position to be that flexible, maybe don't do an intern. Like not every company right. is set right. up to have a good internship program, you know, so. Well,
1: and, and the farther your location is from that campus, the harder it's going to be to do internships during the semester, even though it might work during the summer to have them, but maybe not during the semesters. Yeah. Cause yeah. Their travel will be too far between classes or or whatever it may be. Yeah.
0: So I have one final bit that I want to make sure that we cover before we wrap up. And that is if you do bring your intern on as an employee, let them know. I don't get why I even have to say this, but I see this happen all the time. So if it's a paid internship So often the business and the business owner will just keep paying them. They just keep showing up and you ask the business, owner, oh yeah, they work for me. But that intern doesn't know that, you know, that they actually work for them. And I've talked to a lot of interns. I'm like, so where are you working? Well, I think I work here. (laughs) It's kind of a goofy thing, but I'm going to put it out there. Just good communication You know, that's one of the things you're committing to if you're going to bring on an intern is you're committing to committing to have good communication, not only with the intern, but with the school, uh, with other people in the company who work with that intern. Right. So it seems like it should go without saying, but I'm going to say it.
1: Well, and that's because we've had experiences where a semester ends, student thinks the internship's over. A company thinks they're still coming or someone inside of it, and they've been planning on having that additional help, and then they don't even show up. Yep. And then it's a horror story. (laughs) So the communication piece is very critical in making sure that everyone knows what those time expectations are and the
0: time frame or the length of that internship. Yeah. So, well, we'd love to hear your stories with internships, good, bad, funny, now, go ahead and share those. Uh, you can put it in any of the uh, comments with our social media on Instagram or YouTube. Uh, you can reach out to us, uh, ryan at marketingmanagementmoney.com would be the best way to reach out directly. And uh, if you enjoyed this episode, go ahead, uh, give it a couple uh, thumbs up, share the love with it, and share it with those around you. And we will catch you next time.